everybody, and welcome to the 61st episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anne-Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yeah, so here we are. We're back on kind of schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doing it a week later than the last one-ish, anyway. Yeah. We're really close. And yeah, so that's great. We have a lot of stuff we want to uh, cover in this episode, including a really uh, very cool game to cover in our um, review at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, so we're going to get running here on our new to the collection because we have three uh, new games we want to talk about. Um, and these all arrived like just recently. And yes. These aren't ones we went out and bought. These are ones that actually just came, which is cool. So yes. the first one I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> yeah pardon me, is a game I've been wanting for a long time. And our good friend Norm from Cardboard Conjecture uh, found a copy of this game at the local, they had like a board game flea market sort of thing going on um, in Saskatoon, I believe. I think it was in the city. And uh, yeah, he found a copy of this and he he sent me a picture and I said, oh goodness. And I was so excited and yeah uh either way i have it now and (laughs) that game is space hulk death angel the card game this one's from fantasy flight games and from Corey knitska i know nothing about this game well so but i've heard you talking about it and i've heard norm talking about it with you and i'm like what is this game yeah so i've i knew about it because it's it's based around so this is all like um warhammer 40k uh type uh stuff right so um like Space Marines, Space Hulks are like these big, well, whatever. Space Hulks. Yes. I gotcha. I can, I can um, imagine. And they are, in this game, like I didn't know this. I, I thought it looked cool, but I didn't know this. But apparently this simulates basically the Aliens movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, where you are Marine type yeah. characters and you're dealing with hordes of these aliens coming through the roof and through the floor and coming after you and killing you and apparently it's extremely difficult wow to win okay and like super thematic for a card game and yeah i'm super excited to yeah. play it i think it's it's going to be cool i i liked the idea of what i was looking at when i saw it but to realize because norm was the one saying like this is like this is aliens like yeah. in a card game oh cool and yeah. like you where you they're coming at you from all angles and you're just more and more desperate as it goes along and um you probably won't win yeah <laughs> i like that when it's thematic like that right like that's yeah that's a lot the way it of should people be. a lot of people have been talking about this on uh, online and saying at the same same thing where it's just they're obsessed with it and they love it so much and but it's just like they continuously get their butts handed to them yeah from this game so awesome. it's rated 14 plus so that's it's not like, surprising it yeah, was it's like a fairly um if it's like an uh, an angel, I was reading the box. If it's like yeah. an alien game, that, that yeah, makes sense. It's a fairly mature thing going on here, I guess. And um, I guess the images are probably pretty. It plays one to six players. Wow. And this is going to be a fun one to explore yeah. at different player counts and uh, figuring it out. That's going to be fun. It looks great. Um, and it's 30 to 60 minutes. So I'm guessing there might be longer scenarios and newer. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. And that with the box we got here is in really great condition. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to play this one. We're going to play this one soon. Um, because like so many people, um, like Mo 
uh, from uh, Tabletop Bellhop said that this is his hit, uh, his one of his grail games. Yeah. And so like that's a an opinion I respect a lot. So I'm uh yeah, I'm very interested in this one. So yeah. yeah. New here, Space Hulk Death Angel, the card game from Fantasy Flight. Awesome. Corey Konitska, obviously. Like it's gonna be good. Right? Yeah. So there. So that's the first one. And this one you're gonna talk about just arrived yesterday. Yeah, we're going from Corey Konitska to Reiner Knizia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I just we just got the um it, it was Kickstarter? I think that was a game found game I found. I, I can never tell. Yes. So, okay. Game found. And this was a second or maybe even third edition. I don't know, but it's a, the newest, it's edition. the newest edition of raw. And Ooh. so this, uh, by Reiner Knizia art by Ian O'Toole, this, and I don't think the other one, I don't know if it was Ian O'Toole before, or if you just I did this one, I don't think so. But so, um, Ian O'Toole's done this, uh, published by 25th century. And, this was a want-based, not a needs-based. I got the mm-hmm. deluxe edition, yep. which is, I think, the Pharaoh edition. Yeah, they call it, yeah, the Pharaoh edition. And yeah. when it came, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a big box. I was expecting the same cover size, but about half the depth of it. Like, not... Yeah, it's a It's a deep box. box. <laughs> and deep, yeah. And I was expecting half, but then I, I opened it up, and my goodness, it is the perfect size yeah, box for that it stuff. is jam packed and there are no inserts to be had it nope. is just full stuff yeah and <laughs> so this one it's it's got a really gorgeous um bag it's a bag building game i believe or or pulling you're pulling out from it um i haven't played it i just i've, I've heard so much about it right like it's it's obviously coming around again and again and again for a reason this mm-hmm. is a great it's obviously a great game so i'm very excited for it but this one has all um i got metal tokens but we've got wooden tokens like everything i think that's cardboard in the main game is is, wood. is wood and they're thick wood tokens they're so gigantic again metal coins yeah so not necessary like the i'm sure like the regular version would be just as great art would be just as lovely yep. but i'm happy with this yeah, it looks <laughs> I'm very awesome. happy with this. Let's yeah, just say I don't know a ton about the game, no. but it does look really good. I'm I'm very excited for it. So, um, yeah, it was one that uh, that I'd just been looking at a lot, and then that came up again on on GameFound or whatever, and yeah. I was like, okay, Pretty it's sure time. It GameFound time to grab it. It's one of those that I think um, is one of those almost like new age classics that you yeah, just a gonna, lot of people love. That yeah, game. so get yeah, it in there. I'm, Excited to play that one too. We'll be playing both these yeah. uh, shortly. Okay, yeah, that's raw from twenty fifth. Twenty fifth century, and century. it's funny. We, um, I don't know if you mentioned this one. I think you mentioned it in our last one, but we just like revamped our yeah. room, so oh, we yeah. kind of organized everything by, by publisher. By publisher, mm-hmm. so, so it wraps around the entire room. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> and now I was like. I can't remember which game it was we had. I'm like, 25th century. And I, I opened this. I'm like, oh, now we have another 25th yeah, century. Yeah, because I think we only had the one other, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, now I have to go find which which uh, game it was that we had, <laughs> that other yeah, one. because any of the one-offs, we had to kind of just find a spot for Yeah, it. they kind of went together. So yeah, shouldn't be too hard to, to track down, but yeah. Yeah, no, it looks really good in here now. Like we once we did complete that, it's... It's nice getting piles of games like off this of the here, floor. Actually, now that we can just talk about it for a second. We... we yeah, we did organize everything. We bought new shelves. We bought all this stuff and uh, and organized everything by 
uh, publisher, so it's really cool. Kind of each shelf kind of has its own section for a publisher. At least and most then, of it anyways. Yeah, and then we have one stack rack over here that I particularly like that has all of our card games on it. So that's like that's one of the exceptions. So yeah. say for example, we've got Lord of the Rings. We're not we didn't put Lord of the Rings with Fantasy Flight because we've got the card game all on its own. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, Lord of the Rings the LCG has its own shelf, Marvel Champions has its own shelf, Ashes Reborn has its own uh, Arkham Horror, uh, X-Wing, like our X-Wing miniatures game is on the bottom down there. And then we kept Magic in the closet. And then all the, <laughs> yeah, Magic and Pokemon and, um, uh, what's the other one? Keyforge. Keyforge, yeah. It's all in the, uh, on a different place. But yeah, it's, it's really cool. I like what we've done here. Yeah, it, it really, looks... Uh, I can breathe a little bit better in here now, yes. which is nice. Uh, like, yeah, we're, things aren't hidden and yeah. underneath something else. I'm not and, stepping over. I just didn't like it. I'm yeah, happy. I'm happy with how it is now. Much better off now here. <laughs> um, and yeah, so back to the new to the collection. We have one more. So it was my birthday. Uh, where are we at here? Two weeks ago, I guess. Because we're at the... Almost, yeah. What's today? The 15th? 14th. It is the 15th. Yeah, so 15th. pretty much. So pretty much two weeks ago was my birthday and... Um, our buddy Kurt stopped by, um, hadn't seen him in a little bit and he, uh, stopped by and dropped off or no, he came over to play a game Yeah, and, um, he brought me a birthday present and it was war chest Yeah, from, uh, AEG and, uh, the if designers he... are, uh, the two, the Trevor Benjamin and David Thompson. So if you guys have heard our previous any of our previous episodes we talked about war chest um after we went to shucks this year right yes because that's the first time i played it was at um was there and that game was amazing was it at shucks i think so because that's the only one i've been to recently right it would have been it would have been well it would have been shucks 2022 yeah the the one just last year is that one yeah it's the only convention i've been to since like since covid is that right yeah, yeah okay either way <laughs> um yeah war chest yeah we played it there at that convention it must have been yeah that that's the only one um and uh yeah this game is awesome it's so fun it's so awesome i love trevor benjamin and david thompson these designers that do all these wicked games like uh undaunted and and so forth um amazing right, the two player master designers yes exactly <laughs> that it's they are master two-player designers. It's this game is no different. It's uh, this one's cool because I, I didn't know what to expect with this game when we, yeah. when we got. I was like, I've heard good things about yeah. Chess, but I don't know what it is. And what it comes down to is a um, area control, but simplified yeah. like war game sort of thing into just tiles, almost like poker chips. Mm-hmm. And you you use these poker chips to. That's uh, a bag building area control uh chip lay down type of game and, <laughs> bang on robbie bang yeah. on <laughs> and you have to <laughs> you use, these, <laughs> use these chips to control x amount of control spots on a map and they're like specific control spots and if you if you're able to control i think it's six mm, that sounds right of yeah. those spots the second you control your sixth spot it's you win yeah and each one of these um chips or or whatever you want to call them has a different uh power like a different sort of. it's like a different factor different almost units, you've got right? yeah so you have a stack of these units in in this type of chip i think you get four or five or six of them whatever it is you get every game you just have a random array 
of four different yeah. styles of units. And every unit is different. Yeah, so like, like you, you could have, can't have the same units that I have. Yeah. And you could have like carrier birds, right? That are going to send messages. Yeah. You could have or, archers. You could have uh, um, cavalry horses. Right. Or yeah. Knights or so all sorts of different. All sorts of different and, things. And the, in the box that we have, it came with, I believe there's like, well, there's a lot. Yes. There's a lot in there. A lot of different ones. And you just make up your army out of four different types of units. And then you're, yeah, you're doing this whole bag building and placing thing. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really good. So, and we, as soon as he uh, uh, came and we, uh, he gave me this, we played it that yeah. night, <laughs> obviously. And uh, I was just like, oh, I was so excited about it. Because I'd been looking to try to get it forever since mm -hmm. that day that we played it. I've been looking for it and it's been nowhere. Yeah. And uh, then we went online after we finished playing it and looked uh, at the expansions and we found both expansions. I didn't even know that there were expansions for this game. Yeah. And then just before you say that, um, I came home on Thursday. Yeah, you were out at uh, book club. Yes, right? when you when you had this. Yeah. But when I came home um, on Thursday, we had at lunchtime, I had to, there were two little Amazon packages the door I was like oh i wonder what these are and i brought them in i didn't open them i just left them there and i just now know what they are yep here they are <laughs> i just saw them we bought them that night and they came like two days later or something yeah i Both think you bought them with kurt i didn't even know you bought those so yeah. uh the siege expansion and the nobility expansion and cool. these ones just add more tiles types more. of units yeah cool add and they might add a bit more i'm not sure but i know it that each one of them adds um, I want to say four more units, different units Neat. to the game. And yeah, it looks really cool. Um, yeah, it's a very simple, uh, elegant game mm -hmm. and I love it. Love War Chest uh, from AEG. So we will be doing a review on War Chest for yeah. sure uh, soon because this game is great. It's and very we, good. But then we can better explain what's going on. And, and then we'll do play the, uh, expansions, the two expansions and, and then uh, yeah. review those as well. So that is the new to the collection segment. We are going to run on over here right now to our crowdfunding segment. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode where we have actually three things we want to talk about. Two games that we actually backed that are sadly not um, still going. Yeah. Right. But we did talk about, well, at least one of them while it was going. I think the one definitely has a, uh, it will have a uh, late pledge sort of thing yeah. attached to it. And the other one, I'm very, very confident will end up at retail. Yeah. So that's all right. And then we'll have one that we're actually looking at backing. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we wanted to talk about was yours, right? Yeah. So we talked about this last week, actually, in our right. uh, crowdfunding. And we backed Tier Nanog Between Worlds. I'm yes. Yes. Super excited about this one. Um, that comes from uh, Grand Gamers Guild. Mm -hmm. And it's a card game. And... I think it looks awesome. And, it does. And this one, um, I found with GameFound, they're pretty good with late pledges and then things like that. So I, chances are, if you missed it, there, you know, you could probably get in on a late pledge. Or if you're interested, if you wanted to email them, I'm sure you could work something out. Um, but yeah, Tiernanog, I'm super excited about that one. I'm I'm excited to learn about the myths, um, and the you know lore around that. So, mm -hmm. um. 
Yeah, I'm I'm super yeah, excited. So we we uh, jumped on that one and, and got Tiernanog. Yeah, I'm liking that. Yeah, I'm glad we did. It looks really really good. And that's it for Tiernanog. Yeah, okay. I think we talked about it last week. I don't yeah, need to spend did, much yeah. more time on that one. Just updating that we that we got it. Yeah, and so okay, this next one, um, I was playing last week one of my favorite games of all time, and <laughs> I think like a super super underrated game. Um, and I was posting about it on Twitter. Uh, and that game is Inish. Yeah, from it's a good Madigo. game. That game, I'm going to just stop. The art on that game mm-hmm. is so good. I love it. I love the artwork. I, While you're talking about this one, I'm going to go find the artist. Because I, I see the box, so you talk. I'll go um, find it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we were playing Inish. Uh, actually, it was that that same day that Kurt came over and we played War Chest, we also played Inish because we both really, really love Inish and we really love Inish, especially at two-player. Um, and I was posting about it online and then someone from Twitter, who was it? I can't remember. I'll shout that out later if I can. Um, mentioned that, hey, did you see the other game from the creator of Inish, uh, Christian Martinez, uh, that's on Kickstarter right now. And I said, no. And I went and looked and he's like, you better look. Um, and it's, <laughs> you better look. <laughs> Cause he also said, uh, loves Inish. And like, if you yeah. love Inish the way I do, and clearly we both do, he's like, you need to go look at this game. It's on Kickstarter right now. And that game is galactic Renaissance. And it's again, from Madigo, same as, uh, Inish. And this is the designer, same designer, Christian Martinez. And it says the art is by Tano Bonfanti. Bonfanti. So I don't know if that's the same from Inish. No. Um, cover and interior art for Inish was by, uh, is by Jim Fitzpatrick. Okay. And the territory art by Dimitri Bielak. But, right. like, great art. Yeah. And it's, so well, to good. To be honest, now I'm look, it's, like, completely different. Whereas yeah. that's very Celtic. Very Celtic, like, yeah. Just sci-fi. Um, but, yeah, this one, Galactic Renaissance. I didn't even know. It, and thank goodness uh, that, that uh, great Twitter friend... Uh, mentioned this because i would have been really annoyed if i'd missed this one it is yeah it's a it's a a sci-fi game so it says here that through uh what do we got here throughout galactic renaissance you build your team adding new specialists to the core in your deck of cards um with this team you discover new planets and systems reconnect with lost civilizations expand your influence build embassies and sow disorder in opposing factions Ooh, sewing yeah. disorder. That sounds fun. In Galactic Renaissance, you send emissaries to new planets, for example, allowing you to discover new civilizations or cement relationships on known planets. Opponents may try to convince a planet to join them instead with their own emissaries, causing disorder in the process. Expand your influence over the galaxy in a political battle game from Christian Martinez, the designer of Inish. That was funny. I just said, ooh, sewing disorder. That sounds fun. That's like the opposite of how I play in okay. all games. <laughs> That's the way I play. I know. And then you get like, you you can't do that type of thing. So I just, I don't know why I said that because that's exactly not how I play games. Right? Like, no, you have to be nice. You have to do things properly. (laughs) Let's, let's create order. Right? Like, yeah, just do things nicely. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's not the way I go. And it says, there's this little section here that says, why should you back this game? Discounted prices only for Kickstarter backers. Well, everyone says that, whether or not that's true or not. Yeah. But then it says, get direct exclusive uh, game packs as, uh, as they unlock. So all the stretch goals that you're going right. to get for this as opposed to retail. And then it says, 
uh, support the team behind Inish. And I was like, yeah, that's the main reason I want to do this because Inish has just, for me, has been, uh, yeah, like one of my absolute favorite games. Yeah. And so easily I'm supporting this game. I would blindly support this game because of how much I love uh, Inish. And there's a lot of reviews on here saying the same thing. Um, the components look wild, like really good. Um, there's miniatures and cards and like, this is like a big space opera, but it's all like a big political battle, which just looks so great to me. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, everything that's been mentioned here is, is what I'm in for. And apparently there's just tons of, uh, stuff being unlocked in the stretch goals, like just loads of it. This was an expensive game. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, opposite of Tiernanog. Yes. Which is this good. Was an they balance game. each other out. <laughs> and I realized that this will be like very likely going to retail. But, but on the off not chance. Not this version yeah. won't be going to vita- uh, retail, I would think. Yeah. And if it does, it's going to be ultra expensive anyway. So it's the, I don't mind paying the extra money to hopefully get this nice and early, way before it goes to retail. Hopefully, please, yeah. let it go. <laughs> don't put this on a retail shelf. <laughs> Like, I will be angry if I see that game sitting there on a shelf when I want to play it, like, now. Yeah. And I haven't got my copy yet. So don't do that. (laughs) Um, Especially with the amount I'm paying for this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking really forward to this game. Um, And that's all I can say. The components look crazy good. You got real fired up there for a second. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's happened to me before. I know. I know. And this one I'll be particularly... Yeah frustrated with if i see that so please don't do that (laughs) get me my game first then you can put your stuff on retail uh but yeah looks really good galactic renaissance uh looks just the components everything looks amazing artwork looks amazing and i'm sure the gameplay is crazy if it you know uh from the design so yeah yeah, that i'm very excited about i cannot wait this is one of my newest most anticipated right now for hope well what did it say i think it said um late 2024 i think yeah if i i can't remember tierna nog said they're hoping for april 2024 if everything goes to plan they're hoping for a year from now so right um we'll see well i'll look for that as you can talk about the third thing that we want to mention okay so um the third thing it's not a game but it can be used to play games (laughs) Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? Um, yep. So this is on Kickstarter right now. There's five days left. And um, it is the Lord of the Rings playing cards volume two. So obviously, uh, it, the uh, so they, they've done already the Fellowship of the Rings. So this is the two towers. So they've done Fellowship. They've, they're doing two towers right now. I'm assuming they're going to do... Um, Return of the King. Return of the King after as well. Thank you. I was saying Fellowship of the King knowing it was wrong and I couldn't. Did you say Fellowship of the King? I didn't say it out loud. I was like, I did. That's why I just didn't say it because I'm like, I know that's wrong. I'm like, what is going on? So many Lord of the Rings people out there would have just. I know. (laughs) I just kept my mouth shut because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm blanking and it's of the King, but it's not Fellowship. (laughs) So anyways, I digress. So the Lord of the Rings playing cards volume two. And so I've been looking in here. It's um, art by Jackson Robinson. He's the one doing everything on, on the cards mm-hmm. and the cards look really cool they look great they look so cool mm-hmm. so they're um I, I scrolled a lot because it's kickstarter so there's a lot of talking and you know um but they they showed the art on um 
like the different cards. So you've got Gandalf, you've got Gandalf the White, I'll mm-hmm. say. They've mm-hmm. got Galadriel, they've got Wormtongue, they've got Gollum, they've got, you know, like yeah. all these characters from uh, from the second one. And then... Um, Treebeard and uh, Merry and Pippin. Theoden, Eowyn, Eomir. They've got um, Shelob and just so cool. So cool. They and then... Great. Um, yeah, they look really good. And then they've got the aces are really cool. Um, the aces, they've got the ace of spades is the lidless eye. The ace of diamonds is the file of Galadriel. The ace of clubs is the palantir stone. And the ace of hearts is a glamdring like, um, uh, Gandalf's sword. sword. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they, so they like, they, and those aces, oh my gosh, art, like well done. Oh yeah, the art looks Jackson, like, wicked. Jackson, yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, but then I was looking back or kept go, kept scrolling and they did have, um, they showed the first ones, like they showed the, uh, the fellowship cards mm-hmm. and some of them. And that's pretty cool. So I think you can get fellowship too when you're, I think that's where I saw it. I think you can get um, the fellowship pledge them as well. Yeah. So, and they have, they have like jigsaw puzzles if you wanted jigsaw puzzles for the cards. Um, but I thought the cards were really cool. Mm-hmm. They're just playing cards, great artwork on them. Um, I agree. I think they look great. Yeah. So these are just, they have foiled and non-foiled editions yep. of the cards. So, um. What's the cost on these? So the two tower standard edition is $12 plus shipping. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 The, um, gilded edition. So I think that's the, there's the gilded edition is $30. That's probably the foil edition. Well, then they have the two towers foiled edition oh. <laughs> is 16 plus oh, okay. shipping. And the two towers gilded foiled edition is 40. Mm. So they've got, um, it's cool. They've got just different, uh, um, just they've, I like how you have the fellowship. You can get all of them. They've got the standard, the gilded and the, ex- the Kickstarter exclusive. So you can add that if you want, if you didn't, if you missed the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm lo- really looking into this. There's five days left on this campaign and, um, I might get some of the um, fellowship ones, two towers, and then I can be on the lookout for when um, Return of the King <laughs> yeah. comes, comes on here. Oh, I hate when I blank. I feel so dumb. But that's all right. So, yeah, there's that one. Um, and then I, I'm going to just go off script here again. We had one that I was like, ooh, is that? I, I just saw, like, I saw this thing on, I think it was GameFound, and I was like, is that an expansion for Beast? Yep. And (laughs) And it was. And it was. However, that kind of got me riled. I'm like, we don't even have Beast yet. Why is there an expansion when we haven't even been able to play the game? But it's not out yet. This was a preview saying, hey, folks, this is just a preview. This is showing, like, what... Um, is going to be just a glimpse of the future. Mm-hmm. So then I calmed down a little bit, <laughs> reined myself in. No doubt. And that, if anything, it's just making me hopeful that Beast is coming soon. And I think it is. Last I saw, I think it's it's close. Because I want to be able to play Beast. Yeah. Decide if it's any good before I get an expansion. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's no way we back you know? any expansions for something that we haven't received yet. Yeah. No way. So. so don't do that. No. Um, and yeah, just to finish off this segment, it was Dennis, um, at Quaid Rain on, uh, Twitter that notified yes, us thank about, you. uh, the, uh, Galactic, Galactic uh, 
Renaissance. And uh, yeah, it's Galactic supposed to deliver Fellowship of the King. <laughs> <laughs> April, April uh, 2024, so a year from now. Nice. So yeah, that's uh, apparently when it's going to come. Yes, thank you very see. much for letting us yes, know. Yes, thank you very much. Really appreciate that. So we are going to finish up here uh, with our crowdfunding segment because we have a review to do. And we are going to head on over to that final segment right after this. Maples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon Review! review. And what are we reviewing today, Anna-Marie? We are reviewing War of the Ring, the card game. Mm -hmm. Designed by Ian Brody, artwork by a thousand people. Uh, we've yep. got John Howe, John Hodson, Hodgson, a, a ton of people. Loads. A ton of people. Um, and published by Ares Games. So, War of the Ring. I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second. Okay. <clears throat> so, after playing this game uh, quite a bit, when I found that uh, the card deck of cards on Kickstarter, yep. one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it, because this game totally put me in the mood for all that is Lord of the Rings. Yep. And, um, and then you mentioned yesterday or the day before that it's the 20 year anniversary of return of the king. Yep. <laughs> and I don't believe that. I know. I I cannot wrap my head around that it's not just the 20 year anniversary of the Lord of the Rings being released, mm -hmm. it's that it's the 20 year anniversary of return of the king. Mm -hmm. That was like blew my mind because those, you know, it's a while in between them yep. getting released. I think it was like 2 years in between so, or something. So yeah. my goodness. Does that make me feel a slight bit old? Yes. <laughs> yep. Because it also feels like it was maybe three years ago that it got released. Also, how time just warps. It's weird. <laughs> like, how was that? And also, for the quality of that movie being 20 years ago, they did such a great job on those films. It's that insane. I, like, we watch them almost over yearly. Over again. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're so good. Um Anyways, that was my little tangent. Sorry, just this is no all good. of these Lord of the Rings the cool things thing, have been dropping, so it's just the cool thing about the twentieth anniversary of the Return of the King is that they're re-releasing it into theater. Oh, that's gonna be so amazing! Yeah. So I, I didn't I, know I'd that. Go see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh. like when they put Jurassic Park yeah. back in the theater, go see it in theater yeah. again. That oh, was awesome. yes. Well, yeah, no, yeah, it is weird. Twenty years ago, that oh man, wow, yeah, I know, it seems very weird. <laughs> yeah oh boy that's all right 
20 good years of being able to watch it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we, yeah, we are going to review War of the Ring, the card game. We were very excited to get this game. Yes. Because we also have War of the Ring, the uh, miniatures, like crazy. Mm-hmm. That uh, this is based off of. Game that this is based off of, but that thing is a behemoth. I mean, based off the game, but based off this story, based off. Yeah, it's yeah. based. This is Obviously. based off of the trilogy, the yes. original, just like the Lord, the the Lord of the Rings, George Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the yep. King. That's what this is based off of. And I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this is fairly familiar with yes. that. Um, so we don't really need to go further no. than that. That's what this is based off of. You start at one end and you go to the other. It's kind of the whole yeah. deal here. And so that's the theme. <laughs> we don't need to go <laughs> Lord of the Rings, period. Okay. So yeah. how does this game work? It is purely a card game. Yeah. There are four decks. So there's two, or there's actually like three ways you can play this game. In- interesting <clears throat> how they've done that. Like the yeah. way they've... There's, so there's a two player and a three player version of this game. And then also just what they call like the way this game is made to be played, which is the trilogy scenario, which is actually built to be a four player game Yeah, where there's four separate decks. Uh, so that's how we've played it. And we, we have, we've played because it I with, feel like it's the right, the best way to play this yeah. game. We will eventually play all the other yeah they're kind of just a little different versions of this but this is i think the way it's meant to be played and where i controlled both shadow decks and you controlled both free people's yes and so the decks are made up of one the one of my decks is purely mordor there's 30 cards and they're all mordor and there's some duplicates like there's not not every card is different because some of like the armies like orc army for instance would be there's a few copies of that but then there's like all the different characters in there that you would think of all the different Nazgul, yeah. Um, the the Seeing Eye, the Urukai, um, you know, all there's like Morgul blades. There's all yeah. these different things that have to do with Mordor. And my other deck is made up of I don't want to get this wrong. There's Isengard is the main um, the main set in here. I think it's the most cards in this deck, uh, which is made up of Sauron and all his forces, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, white-handed Urukai and so forth. So forth. There's also the um, Monstrous, which is basically what it says, a bunch of monsters, like, like there's Shelob trolls, Shelob, uh, and so forth, kind mm-hmm. of monster-type characters. And then there's the Southron, which is all those characters that ride like the big elephants. Um, the Oliphants. Oliphants, <laughs> and so forth. Um, and so that's what the, uh, that my other deck was made up of. And then you have the two free people's decks. Yeah. So I had, um, one deck was the Hobbit deck and that one was, that one was, uh, yeah. Centered around Frodo. Yeah. yeah. And that one's made up of hobbits, wizards, dwarfs, and Rohan. Yes. Um, and by dwarfs, there is two uh, cards. Two cards. Gimli and Gimli's axe. Gimli and Gimli's axe. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my other deck was the Dunedain deck. And that was made up of Dunedain and elf cards. Yeah. So. Centered around Aragorn. So, yeah. So. Um, yeah. And Legolas, I suppose. Yeah. I had Aragorn, um, Elrond, Legolas. Yeah. Galadriel. Uh, you know, like. Uh, Arwen. Arwen, yeah. And and the um, that would have the armies of. Um, the Rohirrim. No, that. um Oh, they weren't in that one? No. That's not Rohan? No. Oh, the other deck was Rohan. Okay, yeah. Way. So, yes. yeah, this had like, yeah, it had Elf all. armies, Rohan armies. Gondor. It's the word I was looking for. Man, I am Gondor? blanking. Like, yeah. my brain is not 
firing on all cylinders right now. I need to I need to start playing more Cabot or something to get like the the memory yeah. firing off. But yes, so we've got like Gondor. So this is gonna have um like Faramir and and yeah, things Boromir, like that in Faramir. there. Yeah. Um so yeah, they've got lots of lots of that. And lots of different army cards and whatever. Lots of different elves, elf armies. Yeah. And then, so that's, each one of us has, uh, well, we're basically controlling two decks each separated completely. So you're actually playing as, t- like... As if you're playing two different you're playing people. two different people. Yeah. Right? And then there are um, these, like, location decks. And then one is for the shadow players, and one is for the free peoples, and one is red and blue. And the, uh, depending on whose round it is, dictates what one of the locations is going to pop out. So every round, you are going to pop out onto the table a location dictated by who's going Like a first. battleground? Yeah, the, the battleground. I guess that's what they're called, battlegrounds. Yeah. Um, there's always one of those, at least. And then there's also a pathway. And the pathway, there are nine rounds to this game. So And there are nine pathways. But there are for every round, you get to pick from three. Yes. So it's not the same ones every time. Right. So three different paths sometimes in each round. Sometimes you pick random. And sometimes you, depending on cards, you get to pick which one you yeah. want. But generally speaking, you're kind of picking a random battleground and a random pathway to start any given round. Yeah. And every... Um, round is starts with a different player so to start the game the hobbit deck with frodo and gandalf and so forth that starts the game yeah then it would go to the mordor deck and then it would go over to the dunedain deck and then it would go to the isengard deck and then it just keeps going like that until the round ends yeah and that's kind of how the setup works so you've got your deck and you draw uh, to begin the game you draw seven cards and you you have to basically discard two and you keep five in your hand yeah there's some weird technology or uh, terminology terminology yeah in this game but i'm gonna basically discard is discard okay they, they, they call, call it, it cycling cycling you're gonna um, cycle the card and then there's eliminating when it's yeah. going out of the game because there's eliminating and cycling cycling is discarding eliminating is boof out of the game yeah right so you're going to cycle two and cards, forsaking that's also out of the game which is also eliminating to a degree yeah but you don't need to really know that you'll you'll figure that out when you play this but you're going to have a hand of five cards to start the game um and then you go and so what what you do on your turn is there's not many or there's a few different things i suppose mm-hmm. you can play a card from your hand onto the table and you can play it in one of three places you can play it onto the the given battleground or the given pathway or into your reserve. Yeah. But each card dictates or each battleground and pathway kind of dictates where and when you which can factions can be played there cards. So for my Mordor deck, for instance, if we have this card out here, so the first battleground right here is Moria. It says on it that it's a, um, it's Monst- being defended oh. by the monstrous deck. It's got the monsters logo uh, beside kind of the defending uh, shield icons in the top right corner. That means that the monster, only monstrous cards can be placed here to defend this battleground. Because yeah. every battleground is there's a defender and an attacker. And then whenever it's my card, yeah, if a it's red a shadow card, card, I'm defending yeah. it and you're trying to attack it. So Moria is mine and you're trying to take it from me. And But it dictates only monstrous cards can defend this. So only cards from my Isengard deck that includes the monstrous cards 
can be played here yes. for me yes. this round. For me. For you. It can only be, uh, it can be attacked, but I can only use um, elf, elf, dwarfs, and wizards yes. to attack. And I can't use. their three um, kind of logo things. Yeah. So um, I can't use Dunedain. I can't use hobbits. Right. Yeah. And that's, so that's the same difference that happens for every battleground. Someone's attacking, somebody's defending, but only certain cards can be played there because uh, it's actually extremely thematic. thematic yeah. Um, that as, as to who can be there. So you can't send Nazgul to Moria because they weren't there. Yeah. Right. So that makes sense. You get it. And then, but the pathways run a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, the pathways are always defended by the free peoples. Yes. And always attacked by the shadow. Um, and, but you can place basically anyone you want there, except that they have to fall into a certain category of numbers. So on your on your character cards that are in your decks, like you'll have like say Frodo, right? Yes. He's a character, not an army, not an event, not not an item. An item. It's a <laughs> yeah. character, a single person. Yeah. That can be placed into these pathways. Mind you, characters can also go to the battlegrounds. Yeah, characters can go to the battlegrounds. Yeah, but usually they they're only really effective if they go to the battlegrounds and have armies and that items match with them, yeah. Their whatever they're doing. Yeah. But so on a pathway, you could send Frodo to a pathway if it matches the number on the pathway. So the pathway right now we're we've got bag end out here. Yeah. And that's one of the starting three cards from round one. It's a round one card and it's called path one. And then on Frodo's card, it will tell you which pathways he's eligible to be placed at. So the paths have on this, um, it's got the word path and on the one side, it's got a ring like the ring. And then on the number of the path on the other side. Yeah, path one. So Jen, then on your cards and your character cards, if they can be played to a path, there's going to be a ring and then there's going to be a number beside it. Yep. Or so numbers. this is, or numbers. So this is saying Frodo, he's one character who can be played on paths one through nine. Yep. Makes sense. He was there for the he whole thing. He can be played on any path. But then I've got one, say, right here in my in my hand, which is two character, two orc characters um, from the Mordor deck called Gorbag and Shagrat. And they can only be played in path, a pathway that's either an eight or a pathway nine. Yeah. Well, I've got so Elrond. Only... He can only be p- played on pathway three. Right. So they're all the, And again, it's for thematic reasons. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how the, the battlegrounds and pathways work, except for how they get scored. So what you're going to be doing is adding characters to these um characters and armies to these battlegrounds let's talk about them first as i play down a card from my hand say i want to play this uh well onto let's say onto a uh, a battleground that was mordor defending right okay i could play down this ologai card out of my hand and i i'd have in order to do that i'd place it up beside that uh battleground on my side of it mm-hmm. And I'd have to pay a card from my hand to do that. So every time you play a card onto the board, you also have to, what they call cycle, which is discard a card into your discard pile. So you have to choose one of the cards in your hand, one of the other cards that you also really like, and have to Mm -hmm. discard it. So they make you make really hard choices when you're actually playing cards onto the table. So I could play that uh, card onto that battleground if it's eligible to, if it matches the battleground, or to the... Uh, Path. pathway if it is able to if it's a character that can do that dictated by the numbers and then i would cycle a card and then it would be on to you and, and you'd then, be able to do whatever you'd like yeah so one of the balancing um or one of the things that happens in the aside from that first round where you pick up five cards 
then you can only it changes. So then from rounds two through nine, unless you have card abilities, um, the shadow players get to pick up four cards. At the beginning of each round. At the beginning of each round. And the free people get to pick up three. Yes. Which is also thematic. (laughs) But anyways. Because you're always kind of. You're always behind. Yes. Right. You always have less army. You're behind everything. So that makes sense. But it also makes it a lot more difficult when you're um, choosing which cards to play. Because if I have three cards, I'm going to be cycling one to play one. And then I've got one card left. So it's really... um, it's really you have to think about what what you're playing so it's not mm-hmm. an easy choice but um but anyways i digress yeah. so yeah let's go through this so you can play a card into a location or a pathway or into reserve and reserve is just in front of you basically. reserve is actually really handy when you don't have cards that match the battlegrounds or yep. the path which is constant for say me i've found with the mordor deck it's like a lot of the time there's not really a mordor icon for me to play onto so i'm constantly loading my reserve full of mordor orcs Mm -hmm. nazgul and so forth and so yeah when you play a card onto the table in one of those three locations you have to cycle a card discard a card then you on your turn you can also just move a card so you can move a card from your reserve reserve to a battleground or a pathway but only but not if that card was placed in your reserve this round. Right. You have to wait till at least the following round. Yeah. You can also just cycle a card if you mm-hmm. like to discard. There's various reasons for wanting to do that. Um, which there's strategy involved in that. But it's uh, like, for instance, you can only path or pass if you have X amount of cards in your hand, depending. Mm-hmm. So you might want to cycle down uh, so that you might be able to pass or and to, and to see what your opponent is, is going to do. Yeah. And then kind of... Um, react because you have a you have a carryover limit for how many yes, cards per round that, that you're able to carry so like you couldn't i couldn't pass as the free peoples i couldn't pass with four cards in my hand say oh none of these i can play i'm just going to wait and i'll play i'll add them to my hand next yeah. turn i have a carryover limit to start the game of two so yeah. that i can't pass if i have more than two cards in my hand right. so you i have, have to, to get down to something. two yeah or you can cycle something or i can cycle something yeah. but i have to get down to at least two there are going to be some cards that that increase your carryover mm-hmm. limit um but but that's essentially why you, you couldn't just pass with three no. cards in your hand and then end up with a bigger card no, hand limit next turn. monster hand yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can also do a thing called winnow. I'm not sure what that means, but it's not a word I've ever seen. W-I-N-N-O-W. Um, but it says by, you can winnow by, uh, eliminating two cards from your hand and draw cards. So that's, that's chucking two cards from your hand out of the game, not cycling them, not discarding them. Right. You can eliminate them, boof, out of the game, then to draw a card, which is like <laughs> desperation <laughs> time when you do that. Um, you can also use an action. So some of the cards will have actions on them. So you could have played a card out onto one of these locations, but then you can also use that card to do something, um, specific that that card allows you to do. And then you can also use your ring token. So at the beginning of the game, each player has a ring token given to them. It's just a picture of the one ring and you can flip it over. And once per game, you can flip it over and you can draw two cards. Yes. If you if you never use that token, it's worth a victory point at the end of the game, which can be can be big potentially. Oh, yep. Um, but I mean, if you're flipping that over, you're getting pretty desperate. Yeah. Um, I just looked up winnow. <laughs> okay. You, uh, winnow is to blow a current of air through in order to remove the chaff. So. Okay. <laughs> it's usually they're using it as a grain as an example with combines. They cut thrash or cut thrash and winnow the grain in one operation. Oh. But I mean, okay. we're kind of blowing cards to the wind. 
I suppose so. Right, getting yep. them okay. out of our there decks. There you go. <laughs> so those are the things you can do on your turn. And But let's talk about what the cards actually do for you. So if I'm placing cards at a Moria or a... a uh, battleground? A battleground that matches my cards, uh, I'm going to start to kind of stack up cards on that side. And those cards have a few things on them. They have their basic, their like attack power, which mm -hmm. is is represented with like a swords. couple swords, and it has their uh, defense power on them as well with shields. So depending on what side of the battleground you're on, is it tells you what those icons are going to do for you. So yeah. for instance, if I'm here at Moria and I play down um, some goblins, and they have uh, two shields, then that means that Moria, because Moria starts with two shields for uh defense. the shadow players yeah and i add my other two shields from my golems all of a sudden i've got like a four defense at moria and that's pretty big yes. to begin with and then you would have to be playing cards down in the other side to try and beat that I would or be match to, that i, I would be have to be playing shields to defend um or swords to attack you yeah and but only with you know those certain factions yeah and and yeah. Uh, i said that backwards so if if the defending player can match and win Yes. So if I have four total defense at Moria and you have four total attack at Moria. You win. I'll win that. And each location, battleground, is worth X amount of victory points. Um, Moria, here for instance, is one. But some of them go up to three. Yeah. Um, and so, and they come out at random. So you never really know what you're going to be coming up against and what you're attacking and what you're defending. Right. And so that's how that works. And once you've played out all your cards... Uh, you've filled out the battleground with attacking cards and defending cards on either side, and then you've gone to the to the um, pathway and done similar thing, except for the characters have skulls on them for for the shadow for decks, and then for um, for the free peoples they have path defense, which is a different type of shield. Yeah, and so I'm placing down certain characters at pathways that are eligible to be placed there, like the Nazgul are able to be played at Bag End. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they were there. They were there, yeah. Um, and my certain Nazgul I have in my hand here has a single skull. So if I were to place that at Bag End, I would have one... Path attack. Path attack. And you would have to be defending. And remember, the, the free peoples are always in the defending on the pathways. And the shadow players are always attacking okay. on the pathways. And the way the pathways um, score That's is That's an different. interesting way that the pathways score. Yeah, they're quite a bit different than the... Um, battlegrounds. The battlegrounds. The battlegrounds are very straightforward. Whoever wins it gets X amount of points and takes that card uh, that's just yeah. It's listed at the top left of the card how much that battleground's worth. But for the pathways, yeah. it works the same for the free peoples. So if I, um, because I'm always defending, mm -hmm. if I, if I'm equal to your attack or greater than your attack with my defense, mm -hmm. I'm going to gain the card and I'm going to gain the point value for that's the card. In that top left corner, the same thing. Same thing, However, but. If the shadow player wins, they don't get the point value that's on the card. Nope. They are going to get um, a point value equal to the amount of corruption tokens that they will get from that. And they get corruption tokens um, by however many extra skulls. So however, however much extra attack they have. So if let's say you had three attack and I had one defense, yep. you are going to get two corruption tokens to place for that for that card location and i would take it and i'd flip it over and put it in my scoring area with two corruption tokens yeah. on top which are currently scoring me two points and so in the same way if you had five skulls on there and i had one defense you're going to get four, four corruption so you're going to get four points the mo like more than you could get 
point wise for any of the cards. Yes. So if you like for the shadow players building up, if you have a lot of skull, like a lot of attack that you can put on a pathway, um, could be huge. Could be enormous. Point-wise. And that's what I've, I've, I've struggled to, uh, do properly. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit tricky to wrap your game head around at tough. first. But um, yeah. the more you play this, the more you understand the, the the way that this works and like when to do things and when yeah. not to do things. And so that's, yeah, that's how that works. Kind of you have a um, the battleground and a pathway generally. Sometimes you can have two battlegrounds out there yeah. depending on certain cards do certain yeah. things. Okay. We're not going to go over all the different little things that this game does because there's a lot of them. Yes. You're going to have to kind of learn that for yourself. But this is the basics on how that works. And then at the end of the round, you're going to score the, the, the different locations. If if you would beat me on that one, you get the card, take it, if and score the points for it. Yeah. And, if it's a battleground, if, if I've won the battle, but I've had to use any of my characters to defend, yep. my those characters are now dead they're they're out of the game they're limited because i've used them and they've been yeah they've they've been hurt they're out of the game so um in the same way that if any shadow players characters have been used they basically yeah it's it's slightly different for shadow Mm -hmm. versus free people because every card i commit to a battleground or pathway from a shadow side is going to be eliminated at the end of the round so i have to really you know (laughs) be careful on what i do and um, when I play them, uh, because that's just the, that's the, yeah, they go there and they die. Yeah. They're gone for the game. So I can only really use these cards once. Whereas you have a chance to potentially use them twice. Yeah. Or more, I suppose. Or more. Where if you, yeah, if, if you had two cards defending and one of them didn't have to defend any yeah. uh, attacks, it will survive, go and get cycled, cycled and go back into your deck. The, the rest f- will get eliminated. The free peoples also have some cards few of them but but some of them that will say if it's an it's it'll be an item that you can attach and it's like oh that's good yeah Yeah. so they have some some mitigation to that where it's like if this character would be if the character this is attached to would be um eliminated uh during this turn uh cycle them instead cycle them instead so that's kind of neat if they're attached to this certain yeah that's for a lot of the nazgul they have that where you can give them various items or mounts like horses swords for them to attach to and then they'll survive yeah um yeah so then you'll you'll take the points see who wins each battleground uh take the points on depending and then go to the pathway and see who took the pathway and uh do the whole thing where i either get corruption points and flip it over or you Mm -hmm. take it at face value and then you check to see if if there's been a win and there are two different win conditions Mm -hmm. in this game the first one is if at the end of any round if one player is uh, is beating the other by 10 points. Yes. That will end the game. Yep. So you just check. You simply see, are you at 11 and I'm at one? You Game win. over. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's in the second second round or not. Yeah. Or if you're not, if it's less than 10, you keep going. You yes. go on to the next round. You reseed everything out. So it'll flip so that uh, the second round, the actually the Mordor deck is going to start. Yeah. So in the first round, the Hobbits start. And yep. then you have a little card with a player token that's going to just keep going around and around. So we start. Yeah, first round is. That shows you whose turn yeah. it is. Yeah. So first round is the Hobbit deck. Second round starts up with Mordor. Third round starts with Dunedain. Fourth round starts with Saruman. And then and it just cycles again. Going. So until either someone is won by 10 points at the end of a round or 
whoever has the most points at the end of yeah. round nine. And that's also going to determine which battlegrounds get put out. So if yep. it's on the uh, Free Peoples, if it's the Hobbit or the Dunedain that are starting the round, it's going to be one of their battlegrounds that go out. Yep. And if it's Mordor or Saruman that are starting the the round, it's going to be one of the Shadow Players battlegrounds that goes yep. out. And so it's, um yeah, it's interesting. It's usually there's benefits sometimes on those cards for whoever's deck it belongs to. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I think that's the gist of it. Yeah. So then, right? sorry, we, I don't think we finished. So then if you, uh, one person will win if they have, if they're ahead by 10, mm-hmm. if that doesn't happen, you keep playing until that happens yeah, until or the end until nine. the end of round nine. And whoever then whoever has the, has the most points wins. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So that's how this works. And you just keep repeating that over and over and over. Okay. Yeah. So now let's revisit the theme. Does the theme lend well to this yes. game? Clearly, it lends <laughs> tremendously well. It, it very much does. It's There's so theme in everything. Awesome. The theme works so well here on all the locations and the characters and who can go where. Yeah, and, who can go onto what paths at what time and yeah. who can go into what battlegrounds and. Super well. This is one of the most thematic card games I've played, uh, and it's it's cool because the the game we reviewed last week, uh, Star Wars: uh, The Deck Builder. Yeah theme worked really well well. for that card game too so this is the second card game in a row that theme comes through like huge yeah and i'd say even though maybe a bit more in this one well and i think it's yeah i because it's just there's so many cards in this game and and they're so involved right that's yeah star wars is a very simple um yeah it's very simple whereas this is there's so much more going on there are different rounds like it's it's very different but thematically too theme this is like hugely good for example in the free people's decks you've got strider and aragorn it's Mm -hmm. the same person yep so if i play out strider um if i get an aragorn card and i play aragorn strider has to be eliminated from the game yeah because he's no longer strider it's the same it's the same same just like with gandalf the gray and gandalf the white yeah you can't have them both and so if i play down if i get gandalf the white in my hand first and i play him down I don't hold on to him or cycle him. Well, Gandalf the Grey is out and I'm never going to get to play with him. It's, it's, it's the thematic, same person, right? right? It's, it's thematic. So yes. they've done that very well, keeping it. Oh, very much yeah. so. So theme A+, plus, very good. Uh, lent really well. So let's talk about the components. Uh, yep, really good. It's just great card quality. Yeah. Um, the tarot-sized cards for the... Uh, Locations, battlegrounds, uh, pathways are are perfect size. Um, They're uh, very clear on what you need to do there. Who's defending, who's attacking, who's allowed to attack, who's allowed to defend. Um, Yeah, the iconography is very clear. Iconography easy to understand. Dead on. It looked a bit like daunting at first until you understand it's quite simple. Yes. Um, But yeah, iconography, components fantastic yeah we um, uh we sleeved our cards just because yep. there's a lot of shuffling and yep. you must again this. just like we said i think with star wars it's not that the card quality is bad no, but no. when you're going to be shuffling them a lot they're going to get yep. eaten up they'll get chewed so up pretty hard so we got some sleeves sure for this you one sleeve them you don't necessarily need to sleeve the locations no no no. we just did um, the, the the deck cards yeah. the playing cards uh yeah they're tremendous so then artwork outstanding so good outstanding so good like it makes sense why they have so many um... again very similar to last week where they had tons of artists and and it and it paid off yeah that's something i'd wanted to say sorry at the beginning when i was introducing the game very cool on the back of their rule book they've got like the design the game design development all of the 
um, credits, basically. Yeah. They've got it laid out like a, a movie poster. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. And I thought that was kind of neat. So when you get to artwork, you've just got like four rows of people's names. <laughs> there's so many people yeah. involved because there's so much artwork and mm -hmm. it's so good. So shout out. Great job on the art. It's fantastic. It is. It's super legit. Love it. Love the yeah. artwork. Um, and then we can talk about the rule book. So I learned this game. Yeah, this was all you. Um, the, <laughs> Thank you. It was a bit daunting for a card That's... game. There was a lot to read, yeah. a lot to go through. It was fairly um, st like straightforward. Like they made it as, as easy as I think they could. There was a lot of me flipping through to find yeah. things, but you could find things. Um, and then I watched a bit of a playthrough. There wasn't really any um, instructional videos out like there. Like how to play, yeah. Um, so I watched a kind of a playthrough and then that kind of got me into the rhythm of how it worked. And then it, the rule book really made sense after that. And it's not that the rule book didn't make sense. It's just it's a heavy card it's a, game. It's a heavy card game. And so the, the rule book is a bit heavy too. But Yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. Be, it's, yeah. it's not a light game per se. Like there's a lot to, to consider. There's a lot to... Yeah. what's going on on any given round there's limitations and there's um just a lot of strategy out the wazoo yeah. um yeah so there's a lot to learn um, like even something as simple or not simple as when you get um on a pathway for example right when you get when you win the pathway you're going to get uh, the shadow player is going to get corruption mm -hmm. but if you if there are cards that allow you to put attack on there that attack isn't considered corruption no. until you win the path. Yes. And so when I have a card that says for however many, you know, hobbits I have at that path, I can eliminate corruption. Mm -hmm. We were trying to figure out, does that mean how much yeah. attack is on the card or corruption at the end? So we had to go we back to go for that. Read. So there's but a, a they, few but they things had that clarifications. Were... So no, we didn't. were able to yeah. find it. So. There's a few things that were confusing for sure, mm -hmm. but, you, when you searched that confusing thing, you found your answer. Yes. So that was great. So overall, I think the rule book was pretty good considering how fairly heavy a card game this actually is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we come down to whether or not we uh, recommend this game. And if we do, who for? Um, I certainly recommend this game. Absolutely. It is it's, heavy. So yes, if, it's not for everyone. And so if I would say if you have if you struggle with AP, you either have to get over it or yes. this might not be your game or you're going to be playing for a very long yeah, time. You need to. It's not a quick game. It's not. It's not. What did the box say? I don't know. It said 90 plus minutes. And that's. And that is certainly correct definitely like we we have not played a game that's been 90 minutes and i no, think we're at least that we might get there um with more plays even yeah, getting more especially comfortable when I, with the cards yeah when i continue to play one side and you continue yeah. to play the other side and we continue to, to get learn to know the cards decks yeah and how they work with each other it could get there but it's not a quick game and and yeah. i've really like i'm usually the one between the two of us that will get um get ap and i have not i don't feel like i have been there have been a couple no. times where i'm like i have to read these cards and i'm going back between decks give me a second give me a no. second i i think it would be i was i've i've struggled to to decide what i wanted to do just as much as you yes have. and but i have i have been then just if i get to a point i'm like okay i'm just gonna play a card because yeah. i don't want to sit here and pour over it for hours but then sometimes it's easy and it makes your decisions Absolutely. for you because like this battleground and i'm on so this is a a monstrous battleground, which is not included have, in the Mordor yeah. deck. I know I'm not playing there. So I'm just, I know I'm playing something into my reserve. Yes. Right. So. Basically. 
is what's happening. So it's like sometimes your 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 really your round is like instant. Yes. And then it's moving on. So it yeah it's this is not for everyone. This is this is probably the heaviest card game. Like this is in the same realm as the heaviness of like playing Lord of the Rings, uh, the LCG or Arkham. Like it's in that like where there's there's a lot of decisions to make and cards are like have multi-purpose and things like this it's it's heavy yeah. it's a heavy game and it's difficult <laughs> yes um, it's difficult to, to choose what you want to do and because you, you're trying to look at the other side and say like okay if i play this down here now i can see that in her reserve she has those is she going to play them now is she yeah. waiting for something else I'm if gonna... i do this now am i just wasting this character mm -hmm. Does she know that, she, like, has, has she realized she has that card on the table? That sort of yeah. thing where it's like, oh, like, I have my plan, but she, I think right now if, I, if I'm looking across the table, I think she's going to just counter me. Yeah. So do I not go for it or do I? Yeah. And that sort of thing, right? So it's, because it's open information. All the stuff in your reserve is, is clearly open Face for up, everyone yeah. to look at. And so it's it's a difficult thing to do. There's lots of awesome decision-making and, and thematic uh, yeah. battles and and close calls and and, and we've I, only had one blowout game and that was our first one when neither yes. of us really knew what we were doing and, and you the, played your hand that, totally different beyond and, that it's been relative it's yeah. gone come down to the ninth round and i times. think and i think that's where um it comes back where the theme shines through again mm -hmm. in this game and i've felt like that when i'm playing i would start to get like frustrated saying like oh you get so many more cards than i do and then I'm like, but that but makes you sense. Still win. No, but I'm like, but that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The free people don't have as many. They don't, their armies aren't as big, no. so it doesn't make sense that I would get the same, get to draw the same amount of cards as you. I should be struggling. Like I should be feeling behind. Yeah. And um. And I think yeah, that it totally makes that that sense. Where yeah. like I have more cards, but your cards are more powerful. Like my cards, I have a, I, I get more cards per round, but I'd say that they're less uh powerful than yours overall like the shadow players so, i mean some of them are great but i think overall your your cards just have more icons on them than most of mine yes but then it's usually in the op i found it's usually in the opposite way so like for example whenever i get to play rohan cards i'm always defending but they have more attack <laughs> so, oh i see yeah but i don't know but you know what? I think they've done a good job balancing it's it. It's clearly balanced yes. really well. Even though I have more cards and you have less, you've yeah. won more often than I have. And it, it's Which so is it's thematic because... And yeah. the free people are supposed to... Yeah, but it's not supposed to war. be a blowout, right? No. So they're supposed to be tight and... Yeah. yeah. You know, in the overall theme... You yeah, know, Frodo is supposed to get the ring there and do yeah. the whole thing, right? But overall, it, it, I have won with the yeah. shadows, so yep. it's it's great. Yeah, it's very I good. love this game. <laughs> this is two games in a row that I just love. Like these are my two favorite games of the year so far: <laughs> the Star Wars deck builder and this War of the Ring. They're very good. Very very good. Yeah. Two card games. Yep, two card <laughs> games that I absolutely love. These are going nowhere, um, yeah. and they're both. Uh, well, uh, just like the Star Wars, this is open for expansion. Yeah, oh yeah. Like really open. You could just add cards. I don't know what they're going to do. Add locations. I don't know what yeah. you want to do. You could do a Hobbit trilogy. You could do, yeah. um, or like just a Hobbit uh, expansion. Yeah. Or you could do whatever you want with this, really. Like you can add to it. 
because it's just printing cards. Yes. Um, so I love it. And, and so comparing this to War of the Ring, the big game, uh, this is clearly way more accessible. <laughs> and like... Uh, setup time is a lot a lot shorter. Yes. That's the problem <laughs> with War of the Ring. The setup alone and then remembering all the little rules in that one. Like that's a beefy, crazy heavy game for yeah. like a dudes on a map area control. Yeah. Um, but this one simulates the... Uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy Very perfectly. Well. Yeah. I love it. Very good. So we do recommend this game. I love clearly, it. Definitely especially recommend it. you love Lord it. of the Rings. That's the thing. If you love Lord of the Rings, you should try this. Definitely. Yeah. You're going to like this game. Yeah. And hopefully we've explained it here easy enough that you probably don't even need to really use the rule book that much. Just reference a few things. Um, like it'll get you up and running for sure. Compared yeah. Compared to uh, us having to learn from the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Recommend it, but clearly it's not going to be for everyone. It is heavy. Yes. But yeah, I think that's it. We'll yeah, I think that so an too. Because uh, we're, we're running a bit late here. We're about 10 minutes over. So we are going to run. And uh, so you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. Our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And yeah, so we're going to run and we're going to see you next week. All right. See you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye.